and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh. Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Racing royalty, eh? Does that make you the Prince Harry? Sort of, you know, just... Prince Andrew. Andrew. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, you asked for it. That's hey, that, by wow. the way, before we get on, we have a deserter in our midst. The Lock the Panel up. He's having well, his last show. I was going to do show. a thing at the end of the show. Don't, you've ruined it now. Oh. Lachlan's Spoiler. been with us for a long, long time with me on the rush hour for many, many years in Dead Set Legends. And very rare you get a panel up that you can just totally depend on and not have to worry about them, and Lachlan is one of those guys. But he's, he, you're right, Richard, he's deserting us, and it's a disgrace. You know what? You could just do Saturday mornings, Lock. Yeah, you could. I've been doing them for 10 years. <laughs> All right. Really? That's... You think that's a long time? <laughs> he gets paid less than your strappers, Rich, so uh, he, uh, he wants to he's... move on. <laughs> um, by the way, Rich, I'm going to defend you here. Okay. Now, Candace castigated you a few weeks ago for not noticing her, uh, you know, new look when she, you know, firstly, it was one shade darker of blonde. <laughs> right, ridiculous. I mean, that was just a trap. That was an Arnie trap. Candace today has brought double denim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let it's me just say that's now. ambitious, Candace. No, Even listen, for you, a very no, no, no. attractive lady, that's an ambitious look Girls that you're trying to Girls were wearing that when I was in my prime. Yeah, but double denim is a thing now. I remember where... What, because about, you say? No, because I know 15 years ago at a Mad Monday, the theme was double denim, and I thought, this is outrageous. But it's a thing now, and I'm rocking it. Right. And, and that what jacket that is Mad like Monday? Levi's or something? You don't need to know. Is that a Levi's jacket or... You it know, is, yes. It isn't, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Come on. You know, all week... You don't need to know. Honestly, Come on. it's amazing the things... No, don't. But it's, it's amazing the Why things not? that people latch on to, Rich, as we've known for 20 years of doing this show, or however long it is. All people wanted to know... People were stopping me. Hey, Dan, how much is Davey's allowance? I said, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell I you. I said... Don't. She gives him $200 a week. <laughs> it's not much better than that. <laughs> hey, big show today. James, well, they're all oh, big Hang shows. on. I want to know, do you get an allowance? How do things work in your yeah, family, Rich? Too oh, much a of a trainer. We're always broke. Okay. There's your allowance. Now, now, Zero. Hang on. Who does run the money, Sally or you? Well, so clearly, you are on an allowance. Yes. Clearly not me. <laughs> uh, James Graham is going to join us. We're talking plenty of origin. Geez, that was... It was great to have a full crowd, but it was a flat performance from the Blues and the Dragons you last reckon? night. I don't think it was that bad from the Blues. I think they were a, a bees away from actually winning the match, and I thought if the refereeing calls had gone their oh, way from the bunker, they'd have been well in front at half time, and we'd have won the match. You wouldn't be talking like no, this. And, uh, and we've got NRL coaches sacked. The Warney Doco series has got people blowing up. We'll talk about that and lots of other sport, AFL, T20. The Live Tour is up and running. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. You can call us anytime on triple three five three. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, it is the Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. 
must be some dramas for Rich. He's had to take the phone and go out. So <laughs> we'll find it. maybe he's getting his tip for us, uh, Candace Warner. Well, I hope so because he's had a shock of the last month, I would say. That's true. It's hard to defend you, Rich. He's due. He is due. I mean, you keep picking six or seven dollar shots, which we respect, but at some point... No, no, I'm going to change that now. Good. When I get to it. Okay. Thanks for the, you know, support, guys. (laughs) You know, I walked out for one second. Yeah, well, the show restarted. Well, we're here to do a job. you're not here. This is your job for the next two Uh, hours. It's a two-hour show. Stop her, Dan. She's starting to treat me like Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hey, something has seriously got you riled up, Candice. Yep. Uh, it was Mumzilla time, wasn't mm. it, um, for you? you? You go to the netball and that's where you lose your mind. Um, <laughs> but something really has got you... <laughs> well, you've admitted it. You said you scream and shout. You're one of those parents, I eh? am, but I oh. have gotten better. But you're right. During the week, I was mortified to find out because uh, at netball training, I went to see the ladder because we're halfway through the season. I wanted to know where my daughter's team was to find out that there is no ladder and that they don't keep score. Um, I was mortified because with youth sport and junior sport, I don't understand why you can't have a winner or a loser. Uh, not not keeping score, um, you know, it doesn't teach your kid anything. It doesn't teach I your agree. kids how to fight, um, not to quit, they, not to give up. Well, how not, do they learn? Let's just qualify fighting. Yeah, you know? no, but the fight of, of you know, trying <laughs> how to, to... How to doing your best and, and lifting. But also they don't get to learn how to process a loss. They don't get to practice sportsmanship. So I think these organisations are actually failing our kids by not keeping score. Um, they say it's because they want to increase the skills but it also doesn't increase no. participation no, or reduce see, dropout. See, this it's is an spin. absolute joke. This is and spin. Wow. I'm yeah. going to jump in on you there. This is spin about oh, increased skills. Mm. They don't want parents on the sideline yes. getting too aggravated yeah. because their kids are losing. Right? So they just, oh, there's no scores, so everybody doesn't give a rat's. But you, you know what? I agree reason. with you. Yeah, no, yeah, it bit. is. It is the reason. And it, and what, what, okay. Because I, it's I always about thought it was just we don't want the kids to get upset. One, triple, three, five, no, three. What? Well, <laughs> So, th- so therefore, they've made kids' sport adult-centred rather than being about the kids and what they can learn from sport. Wasn't it about, hang on, one triple three five three, and I promise we'll get to rugby league uh, soon, but wasn't the whole thing about we don't want, uh, I'll use rugby league as an example, it doesn't matter what the sport is, or soccer. Well, we don't want one team winning 20 to nil and, 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 the, and, the, and the kids on the bad team are going to get upset. We, we don't want to do that. So let's just, let's just let them have fun for a little while. Then we'll introduce scores. But you can have fun and win at the same time. You can have fun and still lose. Sport teaches you so much more than um, just keeping score. It teaches, it gives your kids confidence. It, 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 it's just, I'm I, mortified. I've I, I got to say I'm with Candice on this one. Hey, I, I've had a victory. Yeah. You are right. Uh, I think kids learn a lot from losing. I know I got smashed in rugby games when I was a kid. We lost 30 nil, and we were the losers. But we still fronted up the next week, and we tried mm. harder. That's it. And you go back and you process the loss, and it mm. teaches you how to deal with losing. It teaches you how to deal with being a good winner, a good loser. It teaches you so much more about life, that you have to work hard. How old are we talking here in your in your case? So it's for the first two years up until you're ten. Oh, ten. Okay. Yeah. Gee, okay. Well, see, ma- I coached the under 11s one time at rugby. They didn't. A lot of few of the parents didn't like my 
attitude to it because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I, <laughs> tough, tough love uh, school. I, I got a couple in there and said, "Hey, you, you know, I won't use their names. You're not having a go. <laughs> right? You are coasting. You can do better oh. than that." Right? And these kids lifted. They they copped it and they said, "Okay." And they tried harder. And I was, at the end of the match, I said, now "That's just great." Emotionally scarred. Yeah. I said that. No, I said that's great. You were fantastic in the second half. He was a little bit better, but you know, <laughs> you were great. You 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 tried hard. See, it feels better. And, and, and yeah. they agreed with and it. And the kids also they do know the score. Like when my girls get goals, they know that it's, they've got one. The other team don't. So the kids know what's going on. So right. why are we not scoring? All right, we go to Bradbury. That's in the Campbelltown area, isn't it? Matt, good morning. Yes, good morning, legends. How are we? Good. What would you like to say? Look, um, I agree with Candice. Um, I've played football or soccer uh, all my life. I'm 47 now. And, you know, it, it's now in our area, and I think a lot of the other areas are, are around, in soccer, it's actually up until under 12s, they don't keep tables and they don't even keep the scores. Under 12s? Under 12s? Yeah, and, you know, Basically when I was adults. A, when I, yeah, well, when I was a kid, we, under sixes, we played on the big field, you know, and now they've got these small-sided games with no goalkeepers until, like, you know, under tens or something, and then there's no there's no teaching about winning and, and, and keeping, you know, the tables and all that. I, I think it's ludicrous, really. If only life you. was like that, Dave. You know, there were no winners and no losers, and you weren't, you didn't... Get disappointed. Everything because, was just given to you, and and it didn't matter. There was no competition for jobs or anything like that. Yeah, if only life was like that. <laughs> All right, okay. One triple three five three. If you want to call James Graham, we're talking Origin and Dragons last night in about well in a few minutes. But geez, people want to rip into this oh, subject. Yeah. We'll do that right after this. Triple M. This is the uh, Dead Set Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. God, this topic's uh, fired up. Dead Set Legends become a Dead Set Legend in Mitsubishi's toughest yute ever. The Mitsubishi Triton delivers turbocharged power for the hard stuff and the weekend stuff. Nothing can frighten a Triton. I had one. That was good. It was a good car. Yeah. We just wore it out. But, you know, that took about 300,000 Ks to do that. <laughs> now, uh, best caller here, uh, Beck is going to pick uh, whoever wins, and it's four tickets to the Eels versus Roosters. Oh, that's a good game. Next Saturday night at Combank Stadium, um, they're putting on a bit of a show there, actually. DJ Havana Brown will be there next Saturday. But the game itself, that's uh, that's that's the main event, Roosters versus uh, Eels at Combank Stadium, four tickets. Uh, Candice, just repeat what's fired you up this morning. Yeah, I'm just mortified and I'm fired up that they don't take keep score in kids' youth sport. We're talking under sevens in your case, aren't we? Under eights. Under eights, Under okay. eights. So it's up until um, they, they start with netball itself. It's up until when they're under tens, they'll start keeping score. Yeah, right. said, a caller said under 12s for yeah, some that's, soccer grade, that's some soccer much. competitions. Mm. That's I think, much. if anything, that would make kids not want to play. Well, they, and they, they may lose Isn't it just practice then? Isn't it just... Exactly. Tell what's the point? All kids play these video games of some sort now, right? Mm. They keep score on all of them, don't they? I also think in the playground they would be keeping score, these kids. Mm, all right. Well, you, you're probably right. Justin from Narrabeen. Fire away, Justin. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just um, ringing with this. It's a real hard one. Um you want to have kids competitive so they, you know, you teach them resilience and teach them to win and lose. But the other side of that is when it's competitive, the coaches just want to win, win, win. So 
the same kids halfback every week, the same kids fullback every week, the same kids are on the bench every week. And if you're not winning, then the parents are, oh, we're going to go somewhere else because my little Johnny's going to be the next NRL star. So that's the flow-on effect of yes. that. Whereas the idea of if it's not competitive means, hey, we've got nothing to lose. And little Johnny's been on the wing for three years. Give him a crack at halfback. Have a look at him go. I know yeah, what you're saying, up. Justin. That's but fair. I think Come maybe... What, yeah, point, yeah, yeah, it is. Fair. But yeah. why don't they make a rule then to rotate? You have to rotate each half or each game. You need to be rotating positions right. so that you the, can find where, where you may... That's a good idea. I was always brought up with the belief everyone gets a go, right? Everyone at the good positions or whatever. But once we get to the finals... Then it's yeah. best. But in they the don't best even positions. have finals now. There's no finals. There's nothing because there's no ladder. So who <laughs> plays finals? Once we get to the non-existent uh, final. All right, let's go to Doug. Yeah, mate. Morning, Doug. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm an under six footy coach myself. We actually just finished the game this morning. Yeah. Um. So in that case, for our season now, for the first six weeks is actually a tackle ready program now. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So since day one, all the kids want to do is tackle. They don't want to play their tag. And when it comes to the NRL, my rules are not to score, score points on the field, but we are to teach the kids to be competitive. So they have a contradicting, yeah, a contradicting thing there. How, how do you be competitive NRL. if you don't know what you're competing against? That's right. And at the end of every game, I said I'm an under sixes coach. And at the end of every game, all the kids want to know is, did we win? Did we lose? And they don't get upset and cry even if they do lose. They just want to know. No, their parents do. That, that's right. <laughs> it's interesting they want to tackle because they see their heroes on the TV. Exactly. They tackle. They want to do the same thing. Let's finish it off. Ed from Padstow, far away. Ed? Mate, if you think that's bad, have a look at the... I've got a son in year 10, and they don't actually report the rankings at, from their school reports anymore. What? You cannot find... <laughs> year under, 10? My under, yeah, well, under what I've... I've been trying to find this out about my son... And when I rang the school, they said it's now departmental government school policy where they do not rank or allow parents to see the ranking of their child on their school reports. This is getting out of hand. Old. This is a joke. I can remember when I did the parent-teacher night and my parents used to go in there and say, how's little Richie going? And my teachers would say, pretty badly, actually. Like, really bad. And they'd say, how bad? they say, oh, no, he's down near the bottom. Yeah. You know? And then I'd get, you know... I'd get the disruptive to others. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so keeping score is also a really powerful way to motivate kids, to motivate people, to try to be better, do better. All right. One triple three five three. We, we'll, we'll move on from this subject. We could take calls on this all day. Um, but uh, hang on. Under 10. Uh, year year 10, 10. And the parents can't. That's outrageous. And the parents don't get. They don't get told where their child ranks in the class, I suppose. Right, okay. Oh, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends. The rise of Candace continues. You are on the uh, Drive Time show yesterday. Really? Uh, there you go. Yep. It's Once on. a week it's happening, Rich. It's no, on. Believe us. I was the just, push is on. No, no. I was just <laughs> filling in for Wendell, who wasn't feeling too well. Uh, origin. Uh, what did we think? It was, uh, I've got to say, it was a fabulous atmosphere. It was like all of Sydney decided well, this is the first big event since COVID. Two it and was, a half. It was a freezing night, by the way, yet 80,000 there. Um, but they were quieting pretty quickly. Yeah, for me, it was, um, first of all, the, I was really excited for Origin, which has been the first time in a really long time. 
Um, and I was just blown away by Queensland, how dominant they were. Obviously, Munster was good, but just they were on another level. I thought New South Wales were, were a little bit disappointing. Mm. They weren't at where I thought they would be, and I think they're going to have to make some changes going into game two if they want to even up the series. I take the other view. Well, you blame uh, the refs. Well, no, I, I couldn't understand how the Paulo try wasn't a try. But anyway, yeah. okay. No, how, yes, how Cherry Evans was allowed to score. Yeah, yeah I get you. You know, it's just, it, to, to me, it was inconsistent. Let's say that. Okay? You get that. Probably yeah. not unfair, that mm. comment. Yeah. You get that. But I thought we were really good. I thought if we'd have scored one of those two tries that was disallowed in the first mm. half, New South Wales would have gone into the sheds in front. It would have been a different story in the second half when they have to play catch-up. You know, I, I I don't think we were far away from winning it. You know what? And I, I reckon this hand-wringing that goes on after a loss, which when you look at it, we're only a bees away from drawing the game. But that's the New South Wales way, Rich. But that is... So, if I run second in a Group 1 race by a short half-head, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed I didn't win, but I look at the performance and say, my horse performed just about as well as that horse did. Just didn't get the bob. So I'm not disappointed. But with State of Origin, there's only three games and that was our home, that was New South Wales's home game. We had to win that. We now, they now go to Perth in a few weeks' time and then the decide is up in, at Suncorp, which isn't great. Also, Queensland, they've, the times that they've won Origin, 16 of those times they've won game one. Mm. So it, it's, I don't think it's looking all that great no, for New South it's Wales. Gonna, uh, we haven't won, we... Uh, since '94, winning game one, mm. uh, losing game one in yeah. Sydney, and then and then having to go through Brisbane to win it. James Grime, who do you go for? Do you actually go for anyone? State of Origin. I mean, you've made a fair living in New South Wales. I'd hope you'd be a Blues supporter. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Thank you for having me on. Um, no, I uh, well, I grew up watching Origin, and uh, I was I always went for New South Wales, and now that I live here. Uh, I certainly go for them, but Good it's man. interesting you hear to say talk about the the cold weather, Dan. I always say that there's no such thing as bad weather; <laughs> only inappropriate clothing. So <laughs> wrap up warm and you'll be just fine. Says so the bloke who moved from the north of England to Australia, yeah. and um, and as soon as went back to the Super League, came back to Australia as quickly as possible. But no, it's a <laughs> it's it's a very fair point. Um, uh, Isaiah Yo's head knock. Now, your stance when you were playing, you were very public about this, was it's my body, I'll play if I want to. Uh, <laughs> are you okay with the fact he was allowed to continue? Look, I think my thoughts on this, it's a, it's a difficult one. It, it really is because I realise the stakes are high. Um, but what, it, what it's done, it's created created a lot of confusion you know speaking to, to people in the street and cafes and stuff like that and people can't understand why why he wasn't taken off and again we all know the importance of origin but what's the importance of players future mm. um, it's a fine balance I still don't know exactly where I stand on it I think by the letter of the law you know he probably should have been taken off for a, for a head assessment injury and um, you know and that that's that, it's disappointing that it, it creates this confusion um, so yeah, I think you know, in hindsight, he probably should have left the field for an assessment, but he wasn't. And you know, obviously, he's he's spoken saying he was okay after the game, and mm. I, I, you, you've got to believe him, James. I think there's a lot of overreaction to in New South Wales to us 
not winning because I didn't think we were that far away and now they're talking about who's going to get chopped and who's going to get, you know, taken out of the team and who's coming in. Uh, do you think it's warranted or are they, is there an overreaction? Well, look, I think, you know, we're a results-driven industry. So, you know, if we'd have won, there would have been a, a review, but it, you're likely inclined to, to keep the same team. I think naturally when you lose such a high-stakes game, you do look to, to what changes you can make and, and you move on and you look to learn from it. And I, for me, I, I wouldn't take, make too many wholesale changes. If there's one guy that, that really springs to mind that I think could, could really add to the New South Wales team, that would be Ryan Pappenhausen. I'm not sure how far away he is. Mm. Um, I think him off the bench in that sort of uh, roving, go-forward sort of play, coming on in the middle of the park, like not too dissimilar to, to Tom Trebojevic in game one last year uh, just give him free reign to come on and, and do whatever he wants and get the ball in his hand and go after those tired Queensland defenders late in the piece I think that's someone I'd look to inject but I wouldn't necessarily view it as, as changing I'd just be finding a space for him in the team James you talk about bringing Pappenhausen back would it be too early to bring Luttrell? We know he's been out for a, a, a few months. He's back at training for South on Monday. We'll play for South the following um, next Thursday. Will he? He's had, he had a COVID issue. Well, that's why he's not playing this week, but he's right. back at training. Going but he'll to, be okay for yes. next week. Okay. However, I mean, he would be a little bit rusty, but the presence that he brings, I mean, you have Cobo and Gagai on the other side. These are guys who would probably idolise Luttrell or have had posters of him in their room. Do you think he could make a difference even though that he hasn't played much NRL this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, m- most players w- would want uh, a couple of games under their belt before they went into origin, but Latrell's a special case and he's a special player and he, he he puts fear into the opposition. So if he was to, if he's ready to play in any way, shape or form, I think Coach Footler's got to look to, to try and get him in the team. I think, you know, he, he is that good and obviously he was amazing in last year's series and if it wasn't for Tommy Tavorovic I think he would have been player of the series but um, yeah I think if, if he if he can make himself available you know he's a confident young man like he, he oozes confidence you know he's got that he's got that strut about him and I really like the way he carries himself so you know if he was to come on if he was to declare himself fit and ready I've got no doubt he'd step up to the plate and you know he'd certainly add to, to New South Wales attacking threat and having said that, look, I think my assessment from from the game on Wednesday, it was just it was just Queensland took their opportunities. New South Wales didn't. And Queensland has fewer opportunities, in my opinion. But when they got them, they took them, um, and that's what it really came down to. So, for me, New South Wales, yeah, you maybe look to make one or two changes for those particular players, uh, or find a way to get those players in the team. But it's certainly not kind stations, and I would look to see how New South Wales can, can finish off those opportunities rather than, you know, clearing the decks. You're too good, Jimmy. You, you, this now has gone too long for us to talk about your Dragons and how much they stunk <laughs> last night. That's oh, filibustering. No, it, that's filibustering Dan, at its it, best. It was disappointing. It was, it was disappointing. And, you know, when you go into a game like that up against the Cowboys, you, you can't afford to be so ill-disciplined early in the piece. We just left ourselves too much to do. Um, and we'll pay the price for those opening sort of 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, no, and uh, they yeah they were way off. And uh, Jimmy Graham is part of Sunday Triple M footy, the, the show at 1 o'clock, and then with the call with Gordon Tallis and myself. So it's been fantastic having him part of the team. Good on you, Jimmy. 
Cheers, mate. I'll see you tomorrow. One triple three five three tomorrow. It's one triple three five three. If you want to have your say about state of origin, you can call us triple N. Dead said legends. When talking sport twenty four seven is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Hey, just before we do a sport, what was your theory before we do the update, Candace? I like this theory. I think uh, New South Wales seemed a little bit flat, and for me, it was that massive walk that they do beforehand. And I'm not talking about, oh, because it's like a, a long walk and their legs are tied. It's the adrenaline. It's the nervous energy that you use. Um, Queensland just came out. They did what they had to do. They did their job. But the, I think that walk has got to take a little bit out of them because of their know. nervous and, and energy. I, I that thought they were better in the first half, New South Wales and Queensland. They um, just Queensland slowed New South Wales down a lot. That that didn't help. But you can't mm. underestimate how much using nervous energy mm. can take from you. And I just think maybe it is it was, odd when they a start a walk and then Queensland are in the sheds. They come out. Just, and then you said those are still walking. They're still walking. They can hear the, the the roar. They can hear. And I know it's there to try to pump them it up. It's good theatre, though. It's good theatre, but it doesn't work. All right. Carlton over Essendon, 80 to 54 in last night's AFL. Geez, Rich, the Blues are having a good season. Yeah, they're, they're starting they're to. Top four now. Yeah, they're, they're having a great season. You know, they're building, building, building. Good. Hard side to beat. But well, Harry Mackay, how good is he? Pretty good. Yeah. He, Harry Mackay. I mean, they're he's saying well he could too. be the next buddy, but I don't know about that, but he's definitely one of those <laughs> once-in-a-generation players. But what about all the Essendon greats coming back last night on the field? So heard. Okay, that's enough. We've done enough AFL. It's one such a week on GWS Giants play North Melbourne tomorrow. Uh, you might know, but Australia's cricket, well, Candace would, Australia's cricketers <laughs> have been in a T20 series with Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. The Aussies won the first two games to clinch the series, and the third and final game is tonight. I think it's 11.30, so it's actually not the worst TV time. Yeah. Um, oh, Davey's gone for a while. There's five one-dayers and two tests yeah, to come. So yeah, so he won't be home until July. They're, they're in Candy now. They'll play, uh, like you said, tonight for the final T20, and then back up for three one-dayers and then head to to Gaul for the last two tests. He's been smashing them too. He's been Dave. going all right. He's going all He's right. He's going all he right. He and Aaron Finch have been very good. It's good to see Finchie back scoring some yeah, runs and yeah. confident What again. a good bloke Finchie is. Yeah, buying uh, that air fryer. Oh, here we go. Buying that air fryer. I like Finchie. We, no, we, no, we, he bought the air fryer for Dave. So Dave could have an air fryer. Well, and you know my stance on that. There's nothing wrong with an air fryer. Everyone needs a Finchie as a friend. (laughs) Dramas for uh, Cronulla Dynamo Sifatalakai. He missed a court date for driving with an expired licence. So a warrant has been issued for his arrest. Mm. Uh, The Sharks are playing in Queensland this weekend against the Warriors. There's no word if any action will be taken by the NRL this week or beyond. You can't have a bloke on the field. The, The coppers will be standing on the sideline. What an image that would be him. if they put him in car. Is that an arrest when you miss a court day? Obviously well, it is. It. Obviously it is. An arrest warrant. Uh, time for our weekly Greg Norman Live Tour update. I've been watching well, some of this. Well, it looks like a normal golf tournament. They've now got Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed. Also the big one, Phil Mickelson, finally pledged his allegiance. Probably His life was probably threatened, but he also pockets a report of $300 million. Yeah, I know. Uh, the, the, the old uh, live golf thing. They actually were doing some um, interviews the, on live golf. Yeah. And the, one of the reporters asked them a very interesting question about their morals. Lee and Ian, is there anywhere in the world you wouldn't play? If Vladimir Putin had a, a tournament, would, would you play there? Putin. <laughs> Putin. 
they asked you that. It went on. It went on. They, mm. they, they, the, the reporter said, you know, is, is there any place you would not play? Would you go to South Africa and play an apartheid competition? Yeah. Anyway, they never answered the question. Their but justifications it, are interesting. Because they do say, well, hang on, the American government deals with Saudi Arabia and China and Russia. The NBA went very weak. One of their one of the executives or one of the teams attacked China a couple of years ago. So I think it was to do with the situation with Hong Kong. And everyone in the NBA, how dare he say that? Because it all comes down to money, Rich. In the end, they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to touch the money. Yeah. And look, is it fair to ask sporting people to? be the at the vanguard of our national morality you know that mm. they're there to play a sport they're doing it largely for themselves particularly in golf because it's an yeah. individual sport yes they're not playing for a team and, and at the moment the they US. can still play the um play all the majors oh, the ma- that's the big you know, one so it, that will be interesting masters of their own tournament they'll yes. do whatever the hell they want that's, i don't think you, they can play the pga yeah, well the pga well, is the, the weakest no. of them but yeah. the the um you've got the uh the, the u.s Mar- open which is a democratic tournament yeah. they say if you qualify you're in that's it um, I and suppose the Briti- British Open won't change their stance this year. I know the PGA are going to push really hard to try to make sure that these players can't play the majors. But like you said, they're all independent and they have their own TV ratings. They have all their, their own things that they want to sell. So I think they're going to want these players like Dustin Johnson, your, mm. your, your, your Bryson Chambeau and all those players to play in those majors. What about Dusty uh, when they said... You know, uh, what are you going to play? He said, I'm going to play the, the Live Golf tournaments and I'm going to play the majors. Mm. He said, you only play about 30 weeks a year. What do you do for the rest of the year? He said, anything I like. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Uh, Rick- oh, Richard's tip. Well, the closer you are, what is it? The, the, the more losses you have, the closest you are to victory. Victory might be today. Triple M. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Richard, lock away five minutes next week. We're going through Candice's Instagram <laughs> feed. My God, you are a spokesman for everything. No, How I'm much not. money do you need? I'm well, not. Clearly, I all promote... of Dave's and all of hers. <laughs> <laughs> I only promote things that I like. Well, that's what everyone... Anyway, no, next, it's next... true. Well, what wouldn't you like? About Mercedes or, you know, one of those... L'Oreal. Yeah, anyway, we'll get that. R- Richard, let's not change the subject because you have a tip to give us, please. Oh, well, that this is will, this will the be subject, terrible. The They're all terrible. Oh! <laughs> I think oh. we're still in front with Rich this year because he has tipped no, a couple of six No, I don't think winners. so. We're, we're definitely behind. So if, if people want to oh, lose geez. their money today, listen you to Rich's tips. <laughs> you just put your earphones on. This tip's not for you. <laughs> all right, let's go, Rich. Come on. You're not on it. People have got pens and papers. They... Go on. Randwick no, today. Yes. Randwick, the track will be pretty good today. It'll be as the best it's been since January. That is the first. Is it actually a good track? No, I don't think it soft. is. Soft. Well, soft five is about. That, that, you're right. That is as good as it's been since January. Race number five, yes. number three, Niffler. Okay, three bucks. Yeah. I knew you were going to tip a phone. Well, I knew you were going to tip a phone. You forced it on me. You forced me to do this. All right. Can All right. I give if a you tip? win, that buys you no two one wants weeks your of tips. grace. They do want my tips. Right, what is well, it? Go- no one wants your tips. Ramwick, race three, number three. Why are you tipping this? This well, is $3.90, t- Tamerlane. Yeah. Have well, we got some sort of connection to no, this No, thing? no, no. It just ran really well, and uh, I think last prep, and I, th- and I think that it's going to no. win. Are you getting inside information? No, 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 no. Well, no Maybe I did. Yeah. Okay, well, let's I've see whose tip does better. I've been living at this better. game for 50 right. years. Let's see no. whose tip does better. <laughs> All right. All right. 
All right, Triple M is getting a bit feisty here, Triple M. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. Well, coming up in this second hour, Richard basically calls Rafael Nadal a cheat. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, what that's a disgrace. Not what I said. Well, but, you well, know, you basically, okay. We wait till we get to the sports yeah. up. Now, are you two going to have a little bet on this? So you've tipped something, Candace. I don't know why, but you've tipped something in Randwick, yes. and you think it's going to do better than Richard's Absolute. tip. Absolutely. Well, it wouldn't be hard, would it? Oh, because... geez, you're going up. No, no I'm let not. it go. Let it no, go, I'm Dan. not. I'm sick of it. Because every when week, gets up and I hers gets my... done. No, every week Next I waste my be... money <laughs> on your terrible tips. You sound like someone who put a fair bit of money last week. <laughs> you are a sore <laughs> loser. I think Davey's allowance might have been spent on Richard's tip, which uh, didn't do much. Um, we've got a fair bit to cover in this yeah. second hour. We're going to talk a little bit about the NRL coaches who got sacked or moved on, Michael Maguire, Nathan Brown. But there's a Shane Warne biopic coming, and the family is absolutely furious. Well, we'll have more on that right after this. Triple M, Dead Set Legend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends do it for Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, Dan Ganane. Uh, story in the Telegraph today. Shane Warne dramatised miniseries slammed as despicable. Pre-production of a nine miniseries dramatising the cricketing greats life on and off the field uh, was up and running oof, within just three weeks of his death. Um, the quotes from Shane's manager. Uh, Shane's longtime manager, James Erskine, was livid, saying he would contact nine chairman Peter Costello and would not rule out taking legal action to prevent the drama series from going ahead. Well, I think if the person is uh, deceased, I think he can. I think it's free reign. Not that it's in good taste, but I think it's um, it's anything goes. Um, I think we can garner from this reaction that they weren't talking about Shane's wonderful prowess. On the sporting field. No, he's wonderful prowess elsewhere. Yeah. That's yeah. where they're headed with this, and that's I, why everyone's upset. I think upset. what's so appalling, though, is the fact that they never approached the family. They never got the family's blessing. And I think if you're doing mm. something like this... But hang on. Depends what you're doing. And, if, and if don't they're forget... Doing a, if they're doing a little dirt digging, they're not going to yeah. go and seek permission because yeah. yeah. they know Ch- they're not yeah. going to get it. Channel 7 said no, and Channel 9 are the ones who are, are running this. And, and Shane worked for Channel 9 for over 20 years. So I, I just think it's... Considering the, the, out, the national outpouring of grief, I just think this is just there's not o- on. There's only two types of biopics, which became very popular. Remember, we had the World Series cricket one. We had the Michael Hutchins one. Yeah. You have the ones that are authorised and are usually glowing and the edges are bevelled off. And then you have the unauthorised ones, which this one is going to be, which is warts and all. And I think James Erskine also said that they would take legal action if this does go to air. Well, they'll only take legal action if they're defamed. Someone's got to be defamed. They, mm. they can't take legal obvi- action on Shane's behalf. You can't ta- defame the dead. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're obviously... Would you watch it? Yeah, well, I probably would. So you've that's just the point. Yeah, that's yeah, the point. And, but I think everyone would because everyone is so intrigued by Shane Warne. Everyone loved Shane Warne, and and you want to see more. You want to see more and more. And I just think you might watch one episode and go, you know what, this is this is not for me. This is really uh, distasteful. This is not hasn't been. You know, it doesn't show him in the best light. But I think Channel Nine should just get wrap it up. Here's the problem: How are you going to find someone to play him? I mean, they, whoever did the In Excess one 
found a pretty good Michael Hutchins, right? That yeah. kid was really good. But then right at the end, they played the real Michael Hutchins, and you realised, oh, this kid had nothing on the real. Mm-hmm. How are you going to... F- if they can't find anyone who was close to Warren, it's going to be a joke. Yeah. They'll and, find someone. But also to get to know him, that, that character would probably want to get in contact with the family to, to really delve deep and to know how it affected everyone, you know, to really play that character. And if the family aren't supporting it and if they haven't got the family's blessing, then I don't think... I think you're going to struggle to find someone. Are okay. you serious? Do you know how many starving actors there are out there? There'll be someone lining up for that. There'll be a line. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. One triple three five three. you can call us anytime. Talking NRL coaches after this. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Richard just sitting back. We're letting Candace run the show here. She's got all the opinions today. Yeah. Go again. What was your opinion on the broadcast on Wednesday? I didn't like how they interviewed the coaches at halftime. I thought it was really awkward. The coaches didn't like it. And I just some things are meant to just sort of be sacred. And I, I didn't like it. Isn't that access? Isn't that like yeah, but special some, access? Yeah, but sometimes it's a little bit too much. Talk to them at the end of the game, but right. you could see that they didn't want to be interviewed. It was just no okay. good. Well, I didn't say because we were calling for Triple M, so... It was no good. Okay, okay, okay fine. Yeah, so that's a view I take, Dan. Okay. Just, <laughs> Whatever you that's say. It. We got it out there. Um, Michael Maguire is a mate of yours, Candice. Yes, he is. So what have you made of the events of the last week? He was relieved of his duties. I note today, pointed out, Day Before Origin, which uh, has the NRL apparently rolled up because it took a bit of publicity away from, from the Sydney game. Uh, but Really? Did it? Did anyone say, oh, I'm not taking any notice of the Sydney game because what? I'm going to concentrate on Michael Maguire getting axed? Apparently, I don't think so. Well, it takes it away from the back page. Anyway, Candice. Yeah, look, I haven't spoken to him uh, in a while, but I think the the treatment and the handling of, of him as coach was appalling. Don't they say that about every single coach that gets axed? Yeah, oh, it's but the it's way true. It was but done. he has been hanging on a knife's edge for ever since he's been coached there, basically. They were going to get rid of him at the end of last year. They didn't. This year they said, oh, you know, we support him. And, and just now when he's got the team going... I, they get rid of him. Well, okay, I hear what well. you say. But, yeah, but they're playing the thing. a lot better. And and I also think a lot of those... Right. <laughs> okay, I also <laughs> think that there's some, some really good players going there next year. Are they going to want to go there well, now that, that Madge isn't there? That's why Madge had no chance of going on beyond this year. I like Madge too. Yeah. And I feel a little bit for him. But he could have got the bullet at the end of last that's year. That's right. He was given a chance for that first half of this year. It didn't happen. It didn't no. happen. Give me enough time, I'll come up with 20 coaches who people said, oh, it's the way the club handled. They left him hanging by a thread. It's, I reckon there's been 50 of them in my lifetime alone. Yeah, but I think in particular, every single game, after every single game, it's Maguire's going to go. And, and, and I found it interesting this week. Yeah, when they've the won three games. Were, yeah, but they're playing a lot better. It's not like they're... Well, off a pretty low base. Okay, so what do you think about the Titans? Should their coach go? I think he should be looked at. Yeah, so every any time... Do you think he should go? Yeah, I, I think he should go. But I think Madge was handled terribly, and 
I found it interesting this week when the players were being interviewed on TV, Leilua actually came out and saying, we don't have anything to say in this. Um, it comes down to the officials and the administration. So therefore, well, I think some of the... players always say that. Yeah, but, I, but the way he said it, I think that they he had the players' support. Are you th- as strident about cricket selections as well? No, I don't care about that. Oh, as long okay. as Dave's in, I, I don't oh. care. Can you imagine if Dave gets the bullet in summer and we've got Candace oh, on? Oh, oh, it'll be horrendous. Oh, it'll be it won't happen. I don't hope for that, Candace, but my God, it'd be good radio. Do you radio. think there's some openers that can take his spot? Triple M, Dead Set Legends, more after this. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Dead Set Legends, uh, these two having an argument about weight loss. Yeah, Rich is doing I'm some really intermittent fasting. I'm really on the back foot on this one. Intermittent fasting. Yes. No, I've done that. It's good. No, all you're doing is slowing your metabolism down you... because you're eating. No, I'm just eating less because I've got a smaller window in so which to eat. So you're slowing your metabolism down. Anyway, we're not Candace, here to talk about this. my fittest, and that was a while ago now, mm. it was intermittent fasting. Keto yeah. and intermittent fasting. Okay. Tough discipline. Mm-hmm. So you... We're not going to win you over. No, 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 Let's, no. Uh... You know what? Now I know why Dave takes these long tours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's sports update time and we start with this. We've been there for it all. Four and 20, Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends play of the week. On a number five. In it comes from Moy. Back out, Rustic, and it's in! What a strike from Aiden Rustic! And it's a set piece that provides another moment of magic for the Socceroos. Mm. But how about that strike? It did hit bodies on the way through. Well, who, no, don't don't, ah. don't don't dumb it down, commentator. We're through <laughs> to the next stage. <laughs> um, but it's, it all comes down to Tuesday morning, 4 yes. a.m. Who's getting up for this? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll be watch, up. I'll watch the end of the game. When I wake up at, say, no, 6 a.m. I'll get you up. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'll ring you on my way to work. Okay, do it. At 3.30. So we got past UAE. Yes. We were supposed to get past UAE. Peru, we're not supposed to get past. And, what, you know, world rankings, those sorts of things. So this is tough going. Fifth place. We've been down this path before. Fifth place, uh, a South American team. Mm-hmm. Uruguay often. Or Colombia. Or, uh, no, it's never been Colombia. But anyway. Peru. They were looking Peru a lot better time. the other night, the Socceroos. They had a f- quite a few strikes at goal. Yes, they missed, but they attacked a lot better. Okay, well, let's hope. Let's hope. Now, it's nearly a week old now, but Rafael Nadal made it 14 French Opens. That gives him 22 total majors, two clear of Federer and Djokovic. But something about Nadal um, piqued your interest, Rich. Yeah. He he admitted after the match that he was playing with a uh, uh, numbed foot, which he had from an injection. We played with uh, with no feeling on the foot. No, we played with uh, with an injection on the nerve uh, distance, so that the, the foot was uh, asleep. Uh, so that's that's why I was able to play. He plays with a numb foot. The, How the many top... injections did he have? Or he didn't, well, he he didn't say. answer. Okay. He wouldn't say. He said, oh, I, "I don't want to tell you." So that uh, do an accent, Richard. <laughs> that's what he said. But that's legal. What's wrong with that? That's the problem. It shouldn't be legal. But it's that not is performance. performance. It's enhancing. Oh, this, well, geez, we've done the old don't keep scores in kids' sport mm. chestnut. Are we going to do this Dan, chestnut? his normal state. I've heard this argument for 20 years. Oh, it just brings him back to his normal yes, state. Yes, it does. Right. His normal state before that match starts is sore oh, foot. Oh, well, we're going to... Okay, okay, what about a footy player... How yeah. many football players yeah. are going to miss games? Exactly. This is an quite entertainment business, yeah. Richard. See, and that's what compromises it, money. So what about a cortisone injection? 
which basically does the same thing. We give those to racehorses. Yes. We have to wait until the quarter zone is out of the horse's system before we can run the horse. But the, the quarter horse. zone yes. ha- has had its effect. Exactly. Correct. But at least it's out of the horse's system. No, you're not going to win here. No. What you're yes. saying is no, arbitrary. Otherwise, you've got to ban all medications for anything, which is unrealistic. But actually having a drug in your system and working on you, that is performance enhancing. And not just me that thinks it. Everyone in the racing industry will support that. And also, apparently, the cyclists are supporting it. Saying, but Nadal oh doesn't God, really su- care what the racing well, industry supports. The cyclists, the great moral arbiters of sport. Perhaps their record hasn't been good, but <laughs> they right. would know right. what is performance enhancing. Okay. Um, Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Rusty, Greg Rusk, going to talk to us next. Uh, all things motorsport, thanks to Bendix Brakes. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough, will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. All right, on the line, as always, our good mate Greg Rust. I always look forward to this segment because he takes care of uh, the motor racing for us. He's from Rusty's Garage from the podcast, which you can get for free on the Listener app. Good morning, Rusty. Dan, Candice, Richard, morning. Morning, mate. Good morning. Now, you're in Alice this morning. You're in Alice this morning? What are you doing up there? I am here for, it's freezing, bloody freezing, as Barry Sheen would say, uh, for the Fink Desert Race, which has become kind of tradition since the mid-70s. So they get about 500-plus bikes, more than 150 cars, and they run down this piece of desert road to a township they affectionately call Fink, Apatula, uh, on the Sunday of the Queen's Birthday long weekend and then race back on the holiday Monday. So it's a there and back kind of challenge. Toby Price is here and a big favourite to, to maybe win the, uh, the truck leg again. Rusty, there's been a bit of talk this week about some legends having a crack at Bathurst this year and the prep is underway already. Yeah, this is really cool. So I went to Brisbane for the announcement that Craig Lowndes is going to do a wild card drive. This is awesome. Mm. Um, he's going to drive with a, a, a young driver by the name of Declan Fraser. So really great opportunity. Lowndes almost ends up like his great hero, Peter Brock, as a, as a mentor here. And it's a third car being run under the Triple Eight banner. Jamie Wincup's been the team boss there in, in recent time, having stepped away from full-time driving. He is going to do Bathurst. He's going to pair up with the young fellow that took over from him uh, this year in Brock Feeney. So that'll be a ripper pairing because Feeney in year one has really impressed and continues to, to grow. So pairing him with Jamie makes absolute sense. And Garth Tander confirmed alongside um, Shane Van Gisbergen. And they are a ripper pairing and will likely start favourites. And 365 days exactly. Greg Murphy kind of had a false start last year, hoping to do a Bathurst wildcard. They're doing it again this year. It's underway. He's done some testing at Winton this week with another young Kiwi in Richie Stanaway, who kind of left the sport disenchanted. And I'm really thrilled that this guy's getting a, another crack at it. That's good. Rusty, those bastards at Ducati. Hey, 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 hey. What? Language. Well, they've, they've tipped out Jack Miller. He's off to a new team next year, isn't he, Rusty? It's crazy to think that this Ducati chapter hasn't been massively more successful for him. But let's not forget, it hasn't always worked out for every rider that's gone there. Really, um, Casey Stoner was the the standout on that bike. You you may remember, of course, that it didn't 
go so well when Valentino Rossi, one of the, the all-time greats, went there. So uh, Jack is off. He's going to go and race for the KTM team next year. They're an Austrian-based manufacturer. They've done super things with uh, Toby Price at Dakar and an endurance kind of motorcycle racing. They might be relatively new to the, the mm. MotoGP space, but they've got some enormously talented people behind the scenes there, and I reckon that's a perfectly timed move it, for Jack. You don't think of Austrian bikes, do you, Rich? You don't. You no. think of Italian bikes, no, you Italian, think of Japanese, Japanese bikes. Well, we'll see. Maybe that's the, that, the next big thing. Thank know. you, Rusty. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a cracking weekend. Don't forget to Formula One in Azerbaijan this weekend at the at the Baku Circuit and regular updates on Triple M News. Beautiful. All right. Bendix Brakes bring us that segment. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Ah, uh, Triple M Dead Set Legends done for, done for another week. Don't the two hours just fly, nah, boy? Fly. Flying. Uh, now, as always, we finish with this. We need a segment for you, Candice. I mean, we've got Richard's <laughs> list of grievances. Hang on. That'll be a grievance of mine if you do that. Uh, <laughs> I do the grievance. That's it. Uh, oh, I'm not saying you. her own grievance. I'm saying now give you're, her a quiz I'm or something. I'm not bitter enough pedal. to have my own grievances. Right. Oh, I wouldn't Ooh. be offending Candice, mate. She's going to be... going a lot higher than us at this joint. Anyway, continue. Oh, I see. That's nice. Anyway... Restaurants. I don't like the sitting, right? I don't like it when you say you can have six or eight. I don't want to stay up till eight. I've been up since three o'clock in the morning. I've got to do the six. They say, oh, you'd be out by eight. Listen, if I'm paying 200 a head to eat a meal, I don't want to get tipped out at eight o'clock. I want to sit there till midnight if I feel like it. You, you, I'm sick of this. this. Is, yes. But you're contradicting yourself because you just said you don't want the eight o'clock seating because you need to go to bed early. But now you're saying you want to stay to midnight. So no, what is it? I don't want to be told. He wants the option. He wants the option. If I somehow get a second wind and I feel like sitting <laughs> oh, there I... and drinking till midnight, I'm doing I'm, it. I'm with you. And Rich. I have refused to go too. But hang on. They've but... said, "Oh, you, you, your booking's about to end." I said, "No, it's not." No, it's not. <laughs> We're here for a while, buddy. It's, it's a bit like, though, when you're trying to get a seat at a cafe, though, and someone's just having a cup of tea, and they just sit there, and they sit there for hours hey, having I'm, I'm a cup of tea. I'm one of those people. Don't discriminate against us. Uh, but I'm what against about the them. restaurants? I'm that, against them, Candice. Okay, what about the restaurants that, um, uh, firstly, you can't book, and then they put you on a long communal table? Well, I don't want punters. to have to mingle with other people. I agree. I agree completely. Because you might be having Why? a private conversation. <laughs> if, I'm gonna have, if I'm going to pay 50 bucks for a fancy <laughs> You don't want to be annoyed by other people no, saying, are you Dan no, Ganane? No, yeah. No. You, hey, you get that. I don't get that at all. You, no, get that. you guys need to hang, go to yeah. Macca's then. Because at Macca's there's no communal n- no communal tables. Right. You've got your own. Don't start him on Macca's. He'll start on his Australiano coffee. Have you, anyway, have you, have you seen that? The Australia. No, no, we've run I out haven't. of time. They're a very big sponsor of Triple M. Uh, the Saturday Scrum coming up after this. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner.